0: This is a work of fiction. Written, narrated, and produced by me, Dennis McEreg. Please subscribe to my podcast and share it with friends. While going down the step of a footbridge, we come across a crowd gathered around another street performer playing the accordion. The sound is so smooth that it's enough to melt my insides. Taking her hand, we slow dance as if we're having an affair. With the stars above us, our steps are slow and rhythmic. At first, we are uncoordinated. A few minutes later, we can anticipate each other's steps. As we mirror each other's movements, the connection between us is deepening. It's something I haven't felt with anyone. The attraction between us is moving to a new level in which neither one of us knows what the outcome will be. Would you like to be my date for my boss's wedding tomorrow? But no one knows me. I don't want to be a wedding crasher with people looking at me. We'll be in rented costumes. Plus it's a big crowd and no one knows most of the people there. Her friends are sitting at the table at the back of the jazz bar when we arrive. The two couples wave at us. Olivia waves back. As we get closer to them, Olivia leans into me and whispers, Just in case, they can get a bit nosy and might interrogate you. If that happens, tell them you're the guy I'm dating from San Diego. How did we meet? Just tell them online. For the first time since arriving in Italy, I taste a little bit of Americana. The guitar player is strumming along and the drummer is thumping the beat. Vodka and tonic with lime for me. Olivia gets a sex on the beach. My wink gets a laugh in return. Who knows? I might get lucky tonight. Her friends are a happy bunch. They giggle at my corny jokes and I do the same. We're like college kids hanging out late at a hamburger stand. After more than an hour of playing, the band takes a break. We decide to call it a night because there's more sightseeing to be done the following day. Since we all live in different districts, one of Olivia's friends suggests that we take a water taxi. I remember our gondolier's brother, Luigi, who is a driver. You still have that business card? Call that guy, I suggest. Olivia dials his number, and after ending the call, she turns to us. We need to go to St. Mark's Square for pickup. If at least a thousand people filled St. Mark's Square in the daytime, the place is virtually empty at night, except for a few tourists taking pictures. Olivia, her four friends, and I are all tipsy. When we arrive at the dock, our taxi is already waiting. As soon as we are sitting comfortably in the spacious cabin, Luigi pushes the throttle forward and we're off. The two towers, along with the Doji Palace get smaller and smaller behind us as we pull away. If the gondola ride through the canals took our breath away earlier, seeing Venice at night from a water taxi takes us to another level of adventure. It's as if we're floating in the void of space and the lights along the waterfront are constellations guiding our way. Though we are traveling at the posted speed limits, it feels like we're zooming at warp speed. The palaces and the hotels blur in the background. The lights From the outdoor restaurants and shops are reflected on the water and stretch out as if trying to reach the other side. We cruise by visitors taking gondola rides. As we enter the lagoon, the driver increases speed. From a distance, San Giorgio Maggiore glistens like a crown jewel, its tower pointing to the quiet night sky. Luigi parallel parks the boat and drops off the other two couples. Their hotel is just a short walk away. They say goodbye and tell us they'll see us at the masquerade party. Then we push off. A few minutes later, we enter a narrow canal. The moon is directly in front of us and our driver is following it like it's the North Star. Lights from the lampposts appear on our route. Luigi throttles the engine down to idle and we begin to slither in the dark canals like a salamander feeling its way. I can't see where we're going but he seemed to have eyes of an owl and knows exactly where he's heading. The atmosphere is eerie. It feels like a black hole is at the end of the canal and we're going to be swallowed up. The rippling water is a mirror reflecting the light. the shades of the buildings. All we can hear are the throttle-down sound of the engine and the occasional burst of voices nearby, bouncing back and forth among the 500-year-old buildings. We follow the contour of the island. Scared that everything will suddenly disappear like a bubble in the air, I reach for her hand and squeeze it. It would be quite easy to love her. We sit quietly in the back of the boat, both yearning for the night to go on endlessly. My arm around her waist pull her closer. Her hand caresses the back of my neck. She kisses me with all the longing of a lover who's been out to sea. Her lips are the sweetest thing I ever tasted. If this is truly a dream, then I don't want to feel the dawn's early light shining in my eyes. We're interrupted by the sound of the boat's engine revving as it pulls up to the dock. Olivia's hotel is directly in front of us. We stand up and I help her off the boat. I want to say that I'll walk her to the front door. From her body language, it's obvious she wants me to come in with her. But a voice inside tells me that it would be better not to give in to an impression that all I want to do is to sleep with her instead I suggest lunch tomorrow around 11 her eyebrows lightly meet in the middle signaling she's slightly let down by my remark Uh, yeah okay we have a big day tomorrow renting costumes more sightseeing and the big party a few milliseconds later she perks up as if realizing that staying with her is not a good idea after all, at least for now. As we pull away from the dock, Olivia stands near the steps then gives me a flying kiss and watches until darkness cloaks her. Please check out my latest novel, A Whisper to the Moon, at online retailers and at bookstores where it's available. Thank you for listening to episode 10 of my podcast. It's not uncommon to see people dancing in the streets while a musician plays along. There are many musicians playing outdoors, and it's really enjoyable to listen to them and to take a break from, you know, walking and uh, uh, rushing from point A to point B. People would toss several euros in the hat or in an open guitar case, and um, couples would slow dance. I'm embarrassed to do that in public, so I skipped it. Just watch people do it. So Greg and Olivia walk into a jazz bar. I've heard there's a lot of jazz bars in Venice. I didn't go to one, but I think I passed by several bars where people are having drinks. That's what gave me the idea of including the scene for the two of them to go to one. It's part of dating and it's part of, you know, discovering each other. They're young and they want to see something different, right? Enjoying some music with friends is really great. I took the liberty of adding my experience when I was in my 20s living in the San Francisco Bay Area. We would go to jazz clubs in Union Street and enjoy live music. I lived there for about a year right after college. Who knows? Hopefully I could write about it maybe on my next podcast. I have so many projects right now. I got tons of stories in my head. Who knows, I guess. Maybe in the future. There is a scene when they rode a water taxi at night, but I didn't get to do it. I didn't think much about it until I returned home. I think I rode the water bus at night, and it's close enough for my descriptions. It's amazing to see the lights dancing in the water. About uh, the romantic side of it, actually. Although on a water bus, there are lots of people. But if you keep to yourself and sit in a corner where nobody could bother you, the experience is pretty much as solitary as if you're in a private boat. You are in your own little private world and it's just as fun. For the most part. Just ignore the screaming kids next to you. (laughs) The water in the Grand Canal is calm at night. It's something... That I noticed as I rode one of these uh, water buses. You get some wave turbulence from the other boats. But it's just that gentle rocking motion. Which is, you know, it feels good. The boats follow the contour of the island. There's only one direction really. Because everything is so dark. I also wonder how the driver safely navigates through them. Without crashing into something or another boat not paying attention.